For me to leave Saturday's game happy, I want to see one thing. A ton of push on the offensive and defensive line. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Do you see the little thing going across the bottom of the screen if you are watching on YouTube? Well, if you're not, I'm going to tell you what it says. It says, one more sleep to game day. Gig'em. I could not be more excited, as you can tell from the thing scrolling across the bottom of the screen. I just found out I could do that, and it is awesome. We're close to game day, and that has me thinking this. What do we want to see? What do we have to see on Saturday against New Mexico for us Aggie fans to leave this ball game thinking, I feel good about this team. I feel good about what we just saw. And I think the number one thing is push. Today we are talking push all day. Offensive line, defensive line, you have to create push because here's the deal. This offensive line and defensive line you're going against this weekend is not all that big, okay? Just flat out, they're not big. They're not as big as an SEC offensive line or an SEC defensive line. I did a little digging because I was curious to see what the Miami offensive line and defensive line is comparative to the New Mexico offensive and defensive line. Miami's is bigger, but not as big as I was kind of expecting. So we're going to get into all that. But the point is, the point of all this, what I want to see this weekend, push. If you aren't pushing these guys around, there are issues. There are problems to address. That has to be dealt with. So let's run through the offensive and defensive line heights and weights for New Mexico and, of course, Texas A&M's first opponent of the year. Left to right on the offensive line. Left tackle, 6'5", 307. Left guard, 6'3", 302. Center, 6'4", 294. Right guard, 6'2", 346. That's a big son of a gun. Uh, right tackle, now this is where they're small. Right tackle, 6'4", 289. I mean, it's it, you just don't see tackles less than 300 pounds uh, very, you know, often. Now, I get it's not SEC, it's not Power 5, but I mean, it's just not something you see a ton. Um, so, I mean, like, like, I mean, I'm six, six and you know, I mean, I, you can stick me out there. I'm kidding. I would get, oh goodness. But then I'd have to deal with Walter Nolan and I wouldn't want any part of that. But, um, you know, this isn't a big offensive line. It's just not, it's not a big offensive line. Now you can make the argument that they're athletic and quick and, and, and that might be, and that might be true. Obviously I, I've watched a little tape on these guys, but you know, that you haven't seen everything to know what this unit's going to look like for New Mexico. On the defensive line, they, of course, we talked about this with Roger Holian on Thursday's episode of Locked On Aggies. I hope you all enjoyed that. That was one of the few shows we're not going to have a fellow Locked On host um, with us. So Roger was great, amazing human being. Loved having him on to tell us a little bit about New Mexico. 
Um, but he talked about the three-man front they play. So their defensive end is six foot three, two hundred and seventy-seven pounds. Nose tackle, six foot four, two hundred and seventy-nine pounds. Which is funny because it's like, have you ever heard of a nose that's not just like Samu's size for Texas? I mean, like nose guards are always massive. Nose tackle. I mean, the the nose is always massive, and they're just he's just not two seventy-nine like the guards in center are going to have just a field day with this. You know, I mean, just an absolute field day. Then the other defensive end is six foot three, 250 pounds. So that is the heights and weights of New Mexico's offensive line and three-man front on their defense. Um, you know, nothing really stands out to me there besides the six foot two, 346 pound right guard that New Mexico is going to throw out there. Um, now, of course, these, this is New Mexico doesn't have an official – depth chart out. So this is just what, this is what I found from beat writers and projected starters. So if this isn't, you know, if, if one of these guys doesn't go out there and start, that's where I'm pulling my information from. But so, like I said, I pulled this information figuring that Miami's offensive and defensive line would be much bigger. They're bigger. Like, I mean, they probably, so we'll run through it. Miami's offensive line, 6'5", 325, left to right. So left tackle, 6'5", 325. Left guard, 6'4", 304. Center, 6'4", 295, which really surprised me. I know that some centers are, you know, centers, the position on the offensive line, you can be smaller and it's okay. Um, of course, you know, Bryce Foster is a big guy, so uh, Texas a is a little spoiled with, with a big guy playing center for you. Uh, right guard, 6'6", 350. So I, I, I don't know what it is about massive right guards, but New Mexico and Miami has it. Um, the right tackle, 6'6", 315. So obviously, I mean, on the right tackle spot from Miami compared to New Mexico, you got 6'6", 315 to 6'4", 289. That's a, you know, uh, you make me do math live here. We're, just, we're, gonna, we're not going to do it. 15, 25, 26 pounds. If that's wrong, don't make fun of me. Math is not what I am good at. But, um, you know, a lot of pounds, a couple inches of height on each on this line here. I mean, there, there's a lot of differences. And that's when I kind of figured when I saw the New Mexico – right guard was 346 pounds. I was like, man, there's a chance that they're actually somewhat closer to Miami's height and weight than I had previously imagined. But then Miami having a 350 pound right guard kind of tackled, you know, got rid of that. So got rid of that chance. So I guess, but the point of, of pulling all these numbers and going through all this is this. When you get into SEC play, when you get to play in Arkansas and Alabama and Auburn, the offensive lines are going to be more like six foot six, 321 pounds, six foot six, six foot eight, 332 pounds. I mean, these offensive lines are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So what you need to use this week as use this game against New Mexico as is the ability to just push some people around that aren't as big as you aren't as strong as you both sides of the ball, offensive line, defensive line. I mean, McKinley Jackson, Walter Nolan, you all need to push people around. Offensive line, Chase Basantis, young man, you got to get out there and push these defensive ends around. So that's going to be the key to me. That's going to be the biggest concern because here's the deal. It's only going to get better. I get, you know, offensive and defensive lines will only get bigger. I've talked about the, um, and then the defensive ends for Miami, or the defensive line, excuse me, 6'3", 280 at end, 6'2", 280 at tackle, 6'3", 305 at tackle, and then 6'5", 250 at the other end. So you have to, you know, they're going to get bigger and stronger next week. This week is a great opportunity to just get yourself in shape, get yourself ready to rock and roll, get yourself 
um, you know, get into an opponent and, and, and push some people around, do some stuff. That is what this is about. This New Mexico game is about. You want to beat this team bad. You want to go and you want to embarrass them. It sounds rough. I mean, you hate saying that, but this is what you want to do. That's how you have to prove the kind of team you are. You need to go embarrass this New Mexico football team. And I think the uh, the way to do that off the bat quickly is to say we are going to go push your offensive and defensive lines around. If you go push their offensive and defensive line around with your offensive and defensive line, you know, that, that's a quick way to deflate a football team. And we need to see it. Like I said, if you're not getting pushed against this team, how are you going to get pushed against LSU, Bama, and Auburn? That is my concern. you got to go get pushed against these teams. I think the Aggies will. I'm not concerned about it. I think we're going to see plenty of push. All I'm arguing is that if you don't see push, there is definitely going to be some concerns. Like, let's say, you know, we leave this game and, and Connor Wigman, you know, is, I don't know, 22 for 36 for 243 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Am I going to be worried about the pick? No, I'm not going to be concerned about one interception. There could be different variables. We all know that. What I am going to be concerned about is if this offensive line isn't getting pushed. If the, um, I forget the name of the stat, but like the the running back, you know, gets the football and how many yards or yards to contact for the running back, that stat. If we get that stat and it's, you know, you're not getting pushed, your running backs are getting contacted early on into a run, that is when we need to be concerned. I don't foresee that happening, but it's definitely something we need to pay attention for. That is the number one thing I'm going to be paying attention for this weekend is how can this Texas A&M offensive line and defensive line get pushed against the New Mexico Lobos? So let me know in the comments, what is the number one thing that you are paying attention to this weekend against New Mexico? What do you want to see to feel confident in how good this Texas A&M football team can be in 2023? We're going to talk about what else I want to see. Connor Wigman's stats, running back stats, how many yards do we want? Are we going to want to give up on defense? That is what we're going to discuss coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the perfect place to get your last second tickets. You go on your app, your game time app, you get your tickets. They're sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. I love that. I absolutely hate getting a ticket. And then you're like, Oh, is it saved in my app? Is it on my phone? Is it in my wallet? I'm in my Apple wallet. Where, where's my phone? Where's my ticket? I hate that game time. It's right in your app. You know exactly where it is. You walk up, you're going to Kyle field on Saturday. You walk up and you say, here you go. You pull up your game time app. They're going to scan your ticket, but boom, you're ready to rock and roll. I love the game time app. I've used it to buy tickets within the last calendar month to a couple baseball games. I highly recommend checking out the game time app. I promise you will not regret it. It is the best, most convenient app I have used when it comes to getting tickets in a really long time. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. What do we want to see? Aside from push, because there's some more things. Push is number one for me. That is definitely something that I'm concerned about and I want to see. But, you know, I also want to see 
I want to see this. What have we talked about a ton here on Locked on Aggies other than I want to see more sacks and more turnovers? The numbers weren't like atrocious by any means last year, but they weren't, you know, compared to some other SEC teams, Texas A&M was bottom of the barrel in turnovers. I want to see one, if not two turnovers. I mean, you got to think about it. If you're playing, let's say, 12 in a bowl game, that's 13 football games. If you, oh gosh, I'm doing math too many times in one day. You know, if you're going to get two turnovers a game, that would be 26 turnovers, which would be uh, more turnovers, I believe six more turnovers than last season for the Aggies. So you're going to have to get multiple turnovers, but I at least want to see one. Worst case scenario, we need to see one turnover against New Mexico on Saturday. Have to have it. Have to have a turnover. Um, I think that is a, a – a, you have to have turnovers. It has to get better because that's going to help the offense. That's going to help Coach Petrino. That's going to help everybody. If you create turnovers, it's going to lead to better offensive field position. It's going to lead to some pick sixes, some fumble rumbles, touchdowns that way. Um, you know, block a punt. Like there's lots of things you need to do that are going to help your football team win games that are going to help put up points and help set up your offense to, to succeed. Sacks and turnovers are going to do that. I talked about the size of this offensive line going against, you know, the uh, Texas A&M defensive line, as we've discussed many times here on Locked on Aggies, is one of the best in college football. You have to just tear this offensive line apart and obviously push to stop the run. But I want you to get around these offensive tackles, offensive linemen. Fadil Diggs, buddy, I need two sacks out of you this weekend. I want lots of sacks, at least three sacks this weekend. I mean, you know, I think that's – I mean, Fadil Diggs was the sack leader last year, and he didn't have a crazy high number. I know he got banged up, but it's like, go beat that. Let's go put up some sacks. Put up some double-digit sacks. If Fadil Diggs could put up double-digit sacks, it would be incredible. Um, You know, so that's what I want to see this year. I want to see Fadil Diggs – in this game, put up some sacks. I want to see everybody getting pressure. I want hey Malik Silla, get in there if we're up big. Get in there and put up and get some and get some pressure and get some sacks. I want everybody to eat in this football game. I, I want starters, backups. Um, and you know, and that's a question that's kind of been floated around here a little bit on Locked On Aggies is like, how long do you want the starters in the game if people are banged up? You know, I think that's you know. It, um, do you leave people in there? I know that we, we've talked about this 5-3 and Foster. They're going to be fine. They're all good. But, you know, fighting back for some stuff, getting back into football shape. I want to see them out there getting ready to go for the season because at the end of the day, you need these players out there and healthy. So what I'm arguing here is this. How long do we want starters out there if we're up 42-0 at halftime? Do you let them play a few drives into the third quarter? It's not really one of those. I mean, it's not the end of the world. If you let them play the whole game, the Chargers play the whole game, whatever, I don't mind that either. I think the key for a game like this, make a statement, win big, get out healthy, and have your starters get those valuable game reps before the Aggies head to Miami to take on the Miami Hurricanes. That, to me, is the biggest, is the most important thing here for this team. I mean, I think you absolutely have to do that. So... You know, that's what I want to see um, this season. That's what I want to see in this game, I mean, is I want Texas A&M to stay healthy and prove that they 
you know, are ready to rock and roll for a big season. I pulled up the stats just now. So the Aggies last season had 20 sacks. That's another number I want to see go up significantly this year. Um, fumble recoveries, there were 12. And then interceptions, I'm pretty sure that number was like, yeah, interceptions, it was four. So you created 16 turnovers last year as a whole, 20 sacks. I want to see. So if you add that together, it's 36 sacks and turnovers together. I want a lot more of that this season. I want to see. I'd love 30 sacks and 22 turnovers. If you could do that, I know that's asking a lot. That's asking 10 more sacks, and that is asking, you know, a handful more turnovers. But if you can do that, plus the offensive genius you have in Coach Petrino, think how good this football team can be if you help out the offense. You know, that's last year, Texas AM's defense was it was bended, don't break. I mean, because we talked about they were great. They didn't give up a ton of points, but they did bleed in the run game. So if you could fix these things and create turnovers and create pressure against quarterbacks, and remember, pressure and sacks leads to bad decisions. If Adil Diggs gets in the quarterback's face and he floats a ball up in the air and Damani Richardson picks it up and takes it to the house, there you go. That is a a, a tag team victory of a, of a get your pressure, get an interception. That is what we need to see. So I want to see that. The other thing I want to see, I'd love to see Connor Wigman 303, 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a completion percentage over 60%. I know I'm asking for the world, but I mean, like I, I wrote down what I want to see. And then I was like, am I asking too much? But then I remember I'm like, it's New Mexico. You need to you need to look good against this team. This is not a team you, you want to skate by against. You want to look really dominant in this football game. Um, 250 yards on the ground, 200 plus, I'd feel great. 250 would be awesome. If you had 550 yards of total offense, I would be stoked. Coach Petrino's proven he can do that throughout the course of a season. So if he can do that in one game, you know, he can do that in one game is what I'm saying. I'd love to see this offense put up yards through the air, put up yards on the ground, and I'd love to see everybody eat. I'm talking Moose. I'm talking Noah Thomas, Anias Smith. I mean, uh, Anias, Evan Stewart. I want to see everybody eating. Everybody's got to eat. So if everybody's eating, running backs, you want to see Amari Daniels, you want to see Le'Veon Moss, Ruben Owens, David Bailey. I want to see everybody out here doing well, putting up yards, scoring touchdowns. Because I think that's just going to prove to us everybody can do it. Now, is that going to be the case when you play in Miami? Is that going to be a case when you play in Auburn or in Alabama or LSU? No, I, I don't think everybody's going to have a big game like that. But I'd love to see it in a ball game like this because then it just shows you, you know, that they can do it. Like if Anias had, if Anias Smith had 80 yards receiving, and then Evan Stewart had 110 in the touchdown, and Moose had 49 yards in a touchdown. You know, and then um, Noah Thomas had four catches for 81 yards. You know, I mean, like that, that'd be awesome to see all these players combining. And then you see Jake Johnson have, um, you know, five catches for 49 yards. I mean, like that's, just, I want to see everybody eat um, because I think that that was going to prove to me that if somebody were to get hurt, if somebody were to not play well, you've got so many offensive weapons that can do it. The last thing I would like to do is hold New Mexico to, to less than 200 yards of total offense. I, that's not an easy ask. I get it. You know, I mean, it's I mean, it, it's doable. It's not the easiest ask in the world. I think this Texas A&M can do it. This Texas A&M defense can do it. It's one of the best defenses in college football, one of the best defenses in the SEC. I think you can hold a New Mexico uh, team. I saw somebody comment on yesterday's show, less than 150 yards. I mean, that'd be 
incredible. I think that'd be a really hard ask. So I'm going to say 200. If you hold this defense, this um, New Mexico offense to less than 200 yards, I will be utterly stoked to see that happen. Um, but I mean, all in all, I just can't wait for football, ladies and gentlemen. I know everybody here feels the same way. All you everydayers tuning in to Locked On Aggies on a day-to-day basis. We just want football, and it is almost here. I have two quick comments before we hop into our third segment. Comment number one, my highlight of the week has been the most perfect quote from Coach Fisher, where he says that if you put on 40 different George Strait songs, there isn't a bad one. That is my favorite all-time Jimbo Fisher quote because it is 100% accurate. It is a fact. George Strait is the GOAT. That is all that is not important. I just thought I would add that because I saw that this morning and thought that needs to be commented on because it's a great point. Second thing, Sunday, I will wake up before um, every, every Sunday. I will wake up after the game and I will record a little short 10, 12 minute episode of Locked on Aggies and post it immediately. Just talking about what we saw in the game. And then Monday, of course, on Monday's episode, we'll also recap the game, talk about takeaways, but Sunday will be a quick hit run through stats, who stood out, what stood out, stuff like that. So be ready for that on Sunday. I'm excited to be bringing you all bonus content. We're talking six episodes a week, baby. I can't wait to I can't wait to get rocking and rolling and bring that to you all. It's almost football season. I'm really excited if you can't already tell. 24-7 Sports put out their list of composite talent rankings, and they proved a fact that I've been talking about for months here on Locked on Aggies. Texas A&M has a top five roster in college football. We'll discuss coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. That is right. Texas A&M, according to 24-7 Sports, has a top five roster in college football. Um, They were only behind Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State. So basically, that puts you number three in the SEC, number four in college football. That's incredible. I mean, and I mean, we're not going to stay on this long, but you know, this is my whole argument. This has been, and it's seeing this in writing is, you know, is great. Seeing that Texas A&M truly has a top five roster in college football. It, I mean, that's just I can't. I'm so I was so excited to discuss this because this is what this means. Texas A&M has the roster. Hear me out. For those of you in the back, Texas A&M has a roster good enough to win a national championship. Do things have to come together? Yeah. Does some young talent have to prove itself? Of course. Do you have to beat some good football teams at their venue? Definitely. But it's doable. This Texas A&M team can win the SEC, can make make a college football playoff appearance. They can do it. Is it going to happen? Am I betting on it? No. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not betting on it, but people that say there's no chance in the world that this Texas A&M team is, is good and is one of the best teams in college football, that is a bad take. Look at this roster. Look at the what you did bringing in Coach Petrino. This Texas A&M football roster is ready to absolutely dominate people this year, and I can't wait to see it happen. I can't wait. I need to start bookmarking comments because, I mean, there's still like – this football team is talented, and the coaching staff is good enough to lead this team to something special this season. This has been my whole argument. I've said it. a lot of things have to click. A lot has to go right. you got to stay healthy. You have to beat good football teams at their place. But this team is good enough to do all those things and for all those things to click. 
So this has been my whole argument. This Texas A&M football team can be special. They can be special. And the people that are down on them and say, well, why is Texas A&M ranked so high? You know, this is why. Because it's one of the best rosters in college football. Can things go wrong? Of course. A lot can go wrong. It was probably one of the best rosters in college football last season. But I think last season, a lot of that talent that leads you to this one of the best rosters in college football was young. Now it's older, more experienced. This roster is primed to be elite. 10 five-stars, 42 four-stars, and 25 three-stars. I mean, this is just exciting, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, y'all don't understand how excited I am to sit here and tell you how talented this roster is and to see that in writing, that this is truly a top-five roster in college football. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this note, and I'm going to be – it's what I said a minute ago, but this team is good enough to win a national championship if everything falls into place. It's simple as that. Will it happen? I don't know. We'll see. But the talent is there for that to happen, and I can't wait to see it play out on the field this weekend against New Mexico. And when we get in you know, Miami, once we get into SEC play, I can't wait to see this team go out and play ball. It is going to be absolutely electric. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Everybody, thank you so much. I, I mean, really, this, this is our last real off-season show. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me these last few months as we prepare for the start of the 2023 college football season. I mean, we're here. We're talking football now. Um, I mean, what I do on a day-to-day basis bringing, bringing y'all this podcast wouldn't be possible without you, the everyday or the listener. So I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in to my show every day. It, it truly, it means everything to me. Have an outstanding weekend with your families, watching Texas A&M football. If you want to interact with me during the game, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter, and we can have a conversation. DM me, send me whatever, send me thoughts. And um, We will, like I said, Sunday I'll have a show up discussing the game. We'll talk about the game there in the comments, and it's going to be great, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the football game. College football is back. I am so excited. I know y'all are as well. Having a great weekend. Enjoy the ball game, and we'll discuss it on Sunday, and we will – I, I, no, hey, I, I was getting ready to say we'll see you on Monday. No, we won't. We'll see you on Sunday to discuss Texas A&M's first football game and what played out. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday. This has been Locked on Aggies.